This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Brought to you by Odyssey Sports. Brought to you by Sports Radio 94 WIP. And man, brought to you by really the only person not on vacation right now. We got Kyle's off in Australia, James Harden's in China, the hardest working man in the biz, Jack Fritz, stepping in for an emergency. Clap your hands. What's up, buddy? Tell you what, uh, they never cease to uh, to amaze me, the the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, what well, a what a well-run franchise you have there, buddy. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, are you just going to take a Phillies victory lap this whole no. time? Are we going to... No, because honestly, like honestly, all jokes aside, like this sucks, man. Like, yeah, it just it just sucks where we're at with this franchise. And um, it, it because like, obviously, we want the Sixers to win. Like, we love the Sixers. Like, yeah, I watch yeah. every game, whatever. I know I'm a, the, the Phillies guy or whatever, but like, I care a lot about the Sixers. And it just feels like right now, this whole thing is just a, a rudderless ship. Um, and and now it's just like I've lost confidence in so much of this franchise to where it's like. I just, I just want it to be over. Like, like I just, like, I'll move on from the process, start over. And, like, the thing that I keep coming back to, Elliot, and I felt this way for a little bit, is they just don't feel like the Philadelphia 76ers. Like, they just feel like the Sixers. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. a big difference, I think, with them in this city versus some of the other teams. So, there's a lot to get into, obviously. There was, we'll, we'll get into all of it. There was a report yesterday, which was the jumping off point, I would imagine, for this Harden comment. The Sixers come out uh, yesterday. I should say the I say the Sixers, but technically it was a report from ESPN that the Sixers right. have taken Harden off the trade table. I can only imagine. Don't even call. Yeah, I can only. Yeah, don't even call. Exactly. So that's our out guy. <laughs> yeah. And then I wake up this morning, all excited for joint practice, all excited for my messy game on Tuesday, and uh, James Harden, a clip in China of him basically, or not basically, straight up saying. Daryl Morey is a liar. I will never play for an organization that he's a part of. And then he flips it, brings it back. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be part of an organization that he is a part of. So a lot to unpack there. But I will start with where you started. And it's how I feel this morning, to be completely honest. So I know you're not on the pod all the time, but we do a lot of WIP together. And you know that all offseason, I have defended this team. Well, everyone's been ripping them. I've been saying, look, they've accomplished a lot. They get to the second round all the time. That's not something completely gloss over. Joel Embiid just won MVP. James Harden's much better than I won't give him credit for. I really have defended this team. This was the first point for me where it felt like a, a breaking point. A breaking point of like, grow up. Like, is this seriously what they're doing again? Like, there, there was legitimate things to be excited about last season that could be building points. Maxi took a big step. 
Harden and Embiid and Maxi had their first kind of true postseason run. They lost, I think, a good series to the Celtics. And it's just all blown up. And all offseason, I've had this feeling of, look, I know Harden wants to leave, but he's friends with Joel. He's at the, the white party with Michael Rubin, like all these things. And then you see this video, and I'm just reminded of, like, maybe everybody else is just correct. Like, all this defending of the Sixers. We have all these dumb leaks from Daryl Morey. First of all, why are you leaking you're no longer trading him? Like, that's childish. Like, what are we doing here? It doesn't matter. He's not really off the trade block. So all you're doing is poking James Harden. That's all you're doing. By, le by leaking that, all you're basically saying is, James, I'm not trading you. And you're getting him upset. And then this is the result of that. James Harden comes out and calls him a liar. And it's an embarrassment. Like, it is a straight-up embarrassment for the Sixers. And if their whole plan is to sign free agents next offseason, guess what? Good luck with that because you guys look like the laughing stock of the NBA. James Harden is calling your GM, the GM that you're paying $10 million a year to, to clean all this up, to be the guy that's supposed to be one of the best in the NBA, to be the guy that, that has a good relationship with James Harden. He's being called a liar in front of everybody. What's Joel thinking right now? If you're Joel Embiid, what are you thinking as you're seeing the best player you've ever had play with you call your GM a liar? If you're Joel or if you're Tyrese Maxey, the Sixers have reportedly said, look, we're going to take care of you next offseason. That's exactly what just happened with James Harden. I don't know what Tyrese and James Harden relationship is like, but I'll tell you this. If they have a good relationship, this is terrible because now Maxey's going to sit there and go, why should I wait a full year? You just said that to James Harden, it seems at least, and now he's not getting paid. You said to James Harden in a, basically a joint statement the day of the first day of free agency that we're going to try to change it, trade James Harden. Now you're saying you're not going to trade him. So what's really happening here, like it's embarrassing. All these things are true. And I completely understand every Sixers fan that's called me a fool for, for defending the team. But that aside to what you said, Jack, I think is so true. At the end of the day, we all want the Sixers to be good. This is not like none of us benefit from anything that's happening right now. Not no. the fans, not James Harden, not Daryl Morey. And it's embarrassing to wake up to this. Well, and it just thinks because, like, you know, it, it, you're seeing two grown men, like, kind of having this this falling out right in front of us. And, you know, I, I know everyone's mad at James Harden. And it, it's okay to be mad at James Harden. But at the same time, like, look at everything that Daryl Morey has kind of done to him in the last, you know, year. I mean, year and a half, whatever. Like, when he when he signed a contract and he, he left $15 million on the table or whatever, which they, they – they were obsessed with putting out that he, that he, that he right. left money on the table. Biggest PR campaign ever. But that was obviously designed because it felt like this was going to, it was like a handshake agreement. And it was like a wink, wink, like you do this now and I'll take care of you next offseason. James Harden, for as bad as he, or as annoying as, as he was in, in the playoffs, even though he did have some great games, but like he was yeah. annoying in game six. Seven. Um, he averaged 20 and 10 and got back to an all-star kind of level, level of play. And I think obviously he's like, okay, well now this like uh, Daryl Morey is going to max me out. Like this is what yeah. I do. Like it's fine. Um, and then Daryl Morey doesn't. He basically cuts off all communication with James Harden, the guy that put him on the map, by the way. Which like, if you're James Harden, you're like, hold on, who the hell's Daryl Morey? Like I I, I made Daryl Morey. Like yeah. I turned Daryl Morey into this like ten million dollar a year GM. It wasn't the other way around. All he did was go get an undervalued asset from the Thunder and let me cook, essentially, for, for, for 10 years. Like, that's all he really yeah. did. That's all he really did. And then what happened this offseason, which is the whole, yeah, he, everyone's like, well, James Harden opted in. He opted in because I he wanted to get it. traded. Yeah. Like, yeah. what do we, like, it's, uh, it, I, I just think that we can be mad at everyone. Like, Maury has screwed this up colossally, and James Harden is a huge baby. And the only 
people that are losing right now are are us are, are the people that that care and the people that that wanted to see the team go play well like they are such a and 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 it goes all the way up to the top too i mean i mean john i mean where is he i mean now now everything's kind of crumbling here and it doesn't like this guy's doing like thank you josh harris things in washington and the fans got the are like ball. got the oh, game ball oh my gosh it's just they are such i just i just want them to go away like i just the vibes in the city are so good, and the fact that we have to spend a lot of time today discussing this just—they're just the—they're just the, they're just well, the worst. This, to what you said about them going away, this is something I have felt all off season. At every stupid tweet they put out, every time Joel puts out a tweet, every time Daryl Morey puts out a tweet, oh the crumble every cookies, time, the, every Tobias time, Harris yeah, exactly, thing. Yes. Now I'll tell you this: so we're recording this at nine fifteen in the morning. There is a soccer game at three o'clock, so get ready for a Joel tweet, something like. Uh, Manchester United's playing. It's going to put like United or whatever. Like there, we will get a Joel tweet today. I would be shocked if we don't. Great. But that, awesome. that's what like that's what's been frustrating for me is I have again defended the team and I believe rightfully so. I still believe everything I've said. But like this is where I can understand why fans like I've never seen the city this mad at the at, at the Sixers. Like you talk to fans every single day. Your show, two to six every day, 94 WIP. Everyone tune in. Fritz at six as well. But you talk to fans all day. Like, right, wrong, whatever. Fans feel how they feel. And right now, stuff like this is not helping them get back in the good graces of the city. Like, I don't know what the roster is going to look like night one. I don't know what, you know, if James is going to be there, frankly, if Joel is going to be there. But it would not surprise me if this team catches some booze at their introduction, like of, of the player introduction the night up. Like it just Maybe give a st- like, what about a standing ovation? Would what about that a help? standing ovation? Yeah, like, <laughs> would get, that get help? The movement started. Stanford, well, Joel, and uh, James. Well, and, and here's my problem: is obviously everything going on right now. I, I think it's naive to think that this is just going to go away and, and be fine. Well, and and, that's what I used to think, which is which sucks the most. I used to think. That James was going to report to camp. He's friends with Joel. Everything will all be good. Clearly not. Like everyone that made the fat suit jokes and all the like, this is what he does. Like, yeah, this is step one of that. Like this is straight up step one of him causing a massive scene whenever they start training. Yeah. And it's just, it's um, the, the, the bigger problem to me is now where do they go from here? Like, I, I think this feels like it's trending towards they get James Harden out of here. He ends yeah. up in Los Angeles. You get, I don't know. You probably not. You probably don't get Terrence Mann at this point. Like you, and honestly, you get, who cares? Like I like Terrence Mann, but like so I'm not going to be like, "Good job, Daryl. He did it." Maury season. If they get Terrence Mann, like yeah, it's not going to be a good trade. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But you, you do the trade the Clippers, make it all happy, make this whole thing go away. The problem for me now is 
if, if their whole plan is we need to have as much cap space as possible heading into next summer, this these James Harden comments calling yeah. Daryl Morey a liar, we know NBA like like I know we view James Harden as a clown. Most of the city views James Harden as a clown. He's still a top seventy five player of all time that I think yeah, that is very is popular. Pretty, is well respected in the league, yeah. and and I don't and these comments about Daryl Morey, like what players gonna want to sign up for that? Like they have to do a big turnaround here, at least PR wise, of trying to get uh, or just move on from Daryl Morey because I don't like this is the NBA more than any other sport is about the players. It's a player mm-hmm. league, like player empowerment. They move around, whatever. When they want to go, they kind of go. If that's the case, who's signing up to come play for a guy who was just called by one of the best players of all time uh, a liar? Like yeah. that's just that's not a, a good spot to be in. And I'll be interested to see if like if the Sixers respond today, like what their response. I mean, I'd imagine it's going to be some version of like we never promised this to to Harden, blah blah blah. But let's kind of go through the timeline really quickly to say what we believe happened. So last off season, like, do you think the Sixers promised him money because? While we can sit here and go, you know, James Harden's a bit of a loose cannon. He's forced his way out of two teams. This is nothing new for him. Like, he turned down the extension with the Nets. He forced his way to the Sixers. It was either the, yeah, forced his way to the Sixers from the Nets. Mm-hmm. And then he takes less money. Everyone said it. Like, whether I thought it was silly at the time, everyone made it clear he took less money. So if you look, like, pretty consistently, his actions have been that of somebody that is hearing through back channels, I am going to get paid by the Sixers. Why do you force your way to the Sixers if you don't think Maury's going to pay you? Why do you force your, why do you turn down extension from the Nets if you don't think you have that money coming from the Sixers? Now, the weird point with this is, and this is something I'm sure the Sixers will point to, why then in December do, does uh, James Harden start the whole Houston really wants me thing? So my question for you would be, is like we kind of think through this. Do you think Daryl promised him money? And if he did, why did James Harden start to leak rumors that he was going to go to the Rock? Well, I, I think the promise money thing is interesting. Um, but I also think that, you know, I, I could see him taking advantage of James Harden not having an agent and, and trying to use his relationship as like, a, you know, this is before he had an agent, right? Or right. Now it? he has an agent. Yeah. At the time. Now he has an agent. So I, I think I don't know. Obviously, I don't know if they promised him, but I, I do think that there was a wink wink thing there. I thought the, the Houston thing, I mean, maybe he just started getting the, the sense in the middle of the season like, yeah. We're probably not going to pay you, pal. And then he tried to, um, you know, create some kind of market out there. And uh, again, a bad sign for Harden that they signed Fred Van Vliet to the hundred. Yeah. What I mean, that's just it's not a good sign. Yeah. Um, so I think this whole thing's been posturing to try to get the Sixers to to balk and pay. And I just don't think he wanted to do it. And like on one hand, on one hand, I'm happy that Daryl is at least seeing the light, you know, mm-hmm. and being like, okay, I can't pay this guy. Like he's going to sink my franchise. Like for a guy that essentially had made his career off trading for James Harden a couple of times, right. like to be able to be like, ah, probably not the smart thing to do for this franchise. I think that's good. The only issue is what it creates uh, image wise for, for, yeah. for Daryl Morey and what it makes the Sixers look like, how they're going to disrespect one of the best players. Like I just, that's a, again, it's almost like you have to move on from Morey to rebuild your image because I just, I would be very surprised if an NBA player is like sign me up. But then you start thinking about okay, well, how does how does it be? Like it just yeah. there's so many aspects of this thing, and it and it, it keeps just pointing back to to the Maury thing. So I'll start by saying like I do believe that James was promised some type of money. Yeah. I just 
And so, all right, what, let me an Eagles reference in here real quick. When the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, right? They swore up and down. This had nothing to do with Carson. They called Jalen a backup. They said, he'll never take the job. You're foolish to think he'll ever take the job. Like, we'll never know the honest to God truth. Did they draft Jalen and then things fell apart and they lucked into him? Or did they draft him thinking Carson was going to fall apart? Some things in sports that are really important, we just will never know the honest to God truth. With this right here, I don't think we'll ever know the honest to God truth of what Daryl said to, to James Harden. Unless he was dumb enough to put it in a text message or an email, and James Harden now has this over his head. Now, if Daryl knew that he had that, you would think he would probably act accordingly. But regardless, my point is this. We might never know what was actually said and what the true intentions of, of what was said, but everyone is lying to themselves if they don't think James Harden is acting like someone who was promised a ton of money and is now having that money take away. Like, yeah. maybe Daryl mismanagement where he did, did, let's say he said something like, hey, you know, uh, look, I want to sign P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. We can't do it. Take a little bit, little bit less now. Next year, the new CBA will be in effect, and, you know, we'll really be able to take care of you then. And that's not a promise. It's not a written thing. But let's be honest. Like, everyone in each of their own walks of life, let's pretend your boss says to you, hey, man, can't give you a raise right now, but I'll tell you what, next year, like, I got you. Like, you know, I can't, but, but I got you. And then he didn't. Like, how would you react to that? How would you feel if a year later you're not getting that money? So did James Hart, first of all, he had a better year last year than he did the year before. So that mm-hmm. is worth taking into consideration. Well, he, I mean, he reestablished himself last year, I felt like. you know, he was and, almost an all-star. And I think heading into the playoffs, I think people were like, all right. Like, I think that's why the reaction is so harsh right now, Elliot, is because I think yeah. people bought in again. And I think that yeah. James Harden gave us a, a reason to believe again because I mean, he led the league in assists. He was like being a good kind of sidekick to, to Joel Embiid. I mean, like, and I think that's what's being missed here. Like, we, we, we've all been in this situation. Like, we've yeah. all talked to bosses that are like, yeah, listen, right now, I understand, whatever. Just, just wait it out. Like, that's, that's a, that's a, a wink. Yeah. If it doesn't, if it doesn't happen in your life, you're mad too. Yeah. Like, you're, you're 100% now, mad. It's, it's now, how it works. The other thing people will say, and what we should get into is, well, then why do you opt in? Right? Like, there's a lot of, you know, very popular tweets on Twitter right now. Everyone getting those likes and retweets. I'm not mad at it. Go get them. Where it's like, James Harden, like, uh, you know, I don't want to play for the Sixers. James Harden opted in to play for the Sixers. But here's the deal. Like, if we want to be honest about this, when he opted in, the statement that came out was saying the Sixers are going to trade him. Like, when he opted in, everyone, including me, all the fans, celebrated why because it was james harden is not going to play for the Sixers. The, the the overarching feeling was james harden is gone now you could say like they did try to trade him they did they by all reports they've talked to the clippers and i don't blame daryl morey for asking for a ton but ultimately james opted in with the expectation he would not play for the sixers and so for daryl to le- to release a statement or you know maybe release you know talk to espn and say that like yeah. of course i'd be pissed if i was james harden james harden was told by the team and it seems pretty clear and i'm pretty sure maury has said this on the record yes. that they would work with him to try to find a trade that is not like again put yourself in a real life situation here imagine your boss said to you and it's tough because you don't really trade but like let's say he said to you hey i'm going to try to get you to the denver office or i'm going to try to get you to to our sister company in Boston. And then you're hearing Boston wants you, blah, blah, blah. And then your boss like, ah, actually, I, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Like, of course you would be mad. We could all sit here and talk about, well, he's not giving up Terrence Mann or wait for Paul George or all these things. Bottom line is this. 
James Harden doesn't care what they get back in the trade. James was told he was going to be traded. Daryl's not doing it. Is is should James bite the bullet and come in? Maybe. Maybe he should do that. He's getting paid $35 million, like all those things. But ultimately, I just think everyone looks bad in this situation. I can't get behind the this is James Harden being annoying. This is blah blah blah. Like it's it's all of them. I think Daryl is just as much to blame, if not more. And the thing that I, I keep going back to is like, I don't want James Harden here anyway. See, but you know, I like, do. Like that's I know you do. I know you do, but like, I don't want him here anyway. So, like, I'm not going to be mad at James Harden for wanting to get out. Good. Great. Whatever. Right. Go well, ahead. Remember, like, that was the reaction when the tweet came out. Remember. I know. That, that was. So, everyone's doing revisionist history on this whole, like, oh, like, why'd he opt in then? Because everyone thought he was gone. No one thought yeah. he was going to play here. And and that's why. By the way, I, I want to break this down. Because I watched the video, like, ten times. And I'm so confused. Why did he say it twice? Like, like... I couldn't tell if he was, well, like, trying to set up a... He's a showman. Come on. No, I know, but, another, like... I would think. Here's what I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if they were setting up, like, a, a produced video. Oh, and definitely. he wanted to get the cut right. Like, it was, like... Definitely, got, like, 100%. I, I definitely... Because, like, the video... Like, the, the videos that all came out today were, like, just on people's phones that they just sent yep. over. Um, like, it looks... It looked like he was trying to do, like, a professional, like, all right, cut, scene, out. You <laughs> know what I mean? The funniest part is how Shams has the video with the direct quote. Like, you know that video taken was the video from someone on Harden's team. And you know that they were like, here's exactly what he said. And the funniest part is, so James Harden's in China. First of all, China, not the biggest fan of Daryl Morey. I would imagine this probably went over relatively well there. But he's in, he's probably doing some like basketball camp where he's going to stand up there and talk about, like, I don't know, playing basketball and how much, you know, whatever. And then he just comes out. Imagine being like a reporter or a kid at that camp. And he just comes out. He's like, hey, we're going to talk about basketball today. But real quick, Daryl Moore is a liar and I'll never play for the organization again. All right. Who wants a free pair of shoes? Let's go warm up. Let's go strap. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the other part of this. Like his agent has mismanaged this too. I just, it's three people that are supposed to be good at their jobs that are handling it poorly. And that's yeah. what sucks. Like that's what sucks. So a few more questions before we wrap this up. Because I know... Uh, you got me. Look, we have, we have busy days. The Eagles are practicing. You got a you got a show to produce. Um, oh, yeah. And the Phillies, I guess they suck again. No, actually, they lost. They're off today. They're off yeah. today. All right. Yeah. Well, thank God. That's a well-run it's, franchise. The Sixers day. Yeah. So here's the two questions I think have to be asked before we wrap this up. One, what do you do now? If you're Daryl Morey, do you just be like, you know what, man? I don't want this anymore. I'll trade you to LA. You take back Norman Powell. Robert Covington wow. and whatever, and just like end it. Do you end this today? Or if you're Daryl Morey, do you dig your deal heels in even further and actually expect this guy to come to camp and then go through the whole thing of like, he's not practicing. So, you know, he's breaching his contract. Like, what would you do? <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. I think bad. it could be worse than the Ben Simmons. I th- it'd be, well, because all, because Ben's not, I think Ben's just Ben didn't talk. Chill. Ben was just quiet and just, stood I think there. he's, He's always just chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think yeah, he, that's he, your point. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Harden's, Harden's chilling. Uh, yeah. The first thing I would do is if they can find Josh Harris. Now, I don't know if they can. You're um, mad at Josh about this. But uh, it, it, it's kind of similar to what happened between AI and Larry Brown. Um, because yeah. I think that, that AI lost trust in the organization when he was on the trading block. And they, they Pat Croce has talked a lot about before the 2001 season, before AI went and won the MVP, and obviously they had the run, that they had a sit-down conversation with 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 Larry Brown and Alan yeah, Iverson, yep. and and they were able to, you know, kind of hash out their issues. Um, 
the question is, is this thing so far gone that they can't do that, that they can't have a real conversation, that they can't even be in the same room together? Um, because these are two guys that have been, you know, uh, very close for a long time. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Daryl Morey has a, a, a painting of James Harden in his house. So like, I the wonder f- what that painting's up to. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. The first thing I would do is I would just try to get these guys in a room and like see, like you got to decide if, if they're going to be able to work it out before you give them away for like, uh, the C package from the, right. from the Clippers. Um, like I don't really want them back, but I think if you want to have your best chance to win a championship and you're Josh Harris and you care about, you don't really care about winning, you care about selling tickets in your arena. Um, I think that that's what he should do. Um, what I think's going to happen is that he's going to be a Clipper and it's going to get so untenable here that he's, they're going to have to take whatever they can get. Um, but after that, again, you have to get a gauge on if any star is going to want to come here and see what the, the, the temperature is like for Daryl Morey around the league. And, and if it comes out that players are, are avoiding Philadelphia because of James Harden's comments today, then you have to move on from Daryl Morey yeah. because next summer becomes, if you're still whole goal here is to maximize Joel Embiid window, you can't miss next summer. I mean, next summer is when <laughs> it's when your max slots finally open up. So, um, I think there's a lot that has to be done here, but the first thing I would do is get those guys in a room and see if they can't, you know, hash out their well, issues. So the Iverson Larry Brown thing is a really interesting comparison because obviously the documentary just came out this summer, and I when it first when that whole thing was going down, I was probably like 12 or 13, so I wasn't like, I, who what were you like seven probably I guess yeah. when this was yeah. So we weren't analyzing this as we do now, like all the dynamics of it. The Iverson Larry Brown thing, if it happened today, would end with Larry, with Allen Iverson on another team or Larry Brown fired. I do not yep. think in today's world they could have a meeting during practice where they yelled and shouted and did all these things and then have it work out. Remember, Larry stepped away from the team for a few days. So when we did a pod earlier this summer with the, the, the uh, person that did the uh, did the um, documentary, she agreed. Like, yeah, Iverson would have been gone. So while yes, you were right, maybe get them in a room. I just don't know if I would believe it or that it would work. Like, first of all, Daryl's the one that decides if they trade him or not. So that's an mm-hmm. interesting dynamic for the meeting. And frankly, like, I just don't trust that if, like, even if James says to Daryl, all right, I don't even know how he could say this, but okay, you know what? I think you lied to me and cost me, you know, tens of millions of dollars, but I'll forgive you and, and we'll keep it moving. The first thing, th- the first time things go bad, he's going to ask out. And then you go into a season with someone that you think could ask out at any minute. And I don't think this can be emphasized enough. The Sixers have a new head coach and a chance to build like a oh, new yeah. thing here, right? So are, do you really want the beginning of the Nick Nurse era to be training camp where James Harden's off in the weight room pretending his ankle hurts and like everyone's just watching him while you're trying to run a practice? Like that's an incredibly terrible way to, to start this. So while I have been in the camp of, obviously, like they have a chance to win with James Harden. If they have him, I think they are legit title contenders. Hold on for another piece. I'm also a terrible negotiator. So there's a part of me that's like, just move on from this guy, man. Just trade well, him today. If they trade because, him today, I bet fans will be like, thank God. And you, maybe yeah. you get some of the fans back. Yeah, well, the thing is that the only way they're going to win is if James Harden is bought in. Yeah, and 100%. Like, he's not going to come in and, like, Nick Darcy's going to be, like, running hardcore defensive, like, you know, <laughs> right. practices. Exactly. Yeah. And then James Harden's out there like, Getting over screens and like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he's trying to like, you know, break up a pick and roll or whatever on defense. Like, he's just, it. We, we, I think we know what. I think you have to trade. They have to trade. I mean, that's where it's over. 
And it sucks that you're not look, but like honestly, man, like Norman Powell can shoot. Like here I go talk myself. In. No, I love Norman. Yeah, you know, you're talking yeah, to the right Powell's guy. Pretty good. Cubs I love Norman Powell. Good three and D guy. And then at least like you do have the cap space. So I don't know. But the last well, question is, yeah, do you think Joel? Like, do you think this increases the chance Joel asks out for the start of the season? Because ultimately, the this future, season, like anything could happen. Like, do you think Joel? And I know Joel knew that James was mad. He knew everything and all this. Like, there is a public-facing part of this where Joel wakes up, sees this quote from China from James Harden. It's probably like, what am I doing with my career here? Like, I am the arguably the best player in the NBA. Yes, better than Jokic. And I'm, like, waking up to seeing my number two guy, like, take shots at my GM when my last GM was taking shots on me on Twitter. Like, you do wonder, if, like, whether we can rationalize it or not when the breaking point is for Joel. I actually, I, I just, I, I believe he's fine. Like I, I, I think yeah, he's just it, like yeah. I, I think he's just cool. I think he's I I'm not sure the whole championship thing. I think if he wins one he's happy. But I think he likes being now the one thing that could change here is the city's turning like really on Joel Embiid. Yes, which we're yeah. we're kinda getting there and then he's like, all right, well then I'll, I think we're I'll, past I'll, that. Yeah. People are very mad at him. Where I, I think that's when he would ask out. But I think as long as he's the star of the team, you know, he gets to beat Joel Embiid in Philadelphia and I think he wants to play here as long as he can. And I think the only yeah. thing that, that turns this for Joel is that the city really, really gets on him. I mean, they're, they're getting on him now, and they're in, but it, it's almost calmed down because now it feels like the ire is more on James Harden and Daryl and Josh Harris and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, I think the spotlight's been off Joel Embiid. I think the only way he really asks out is is if the city really turns on him. Um, and that's where it's going to be interesting because – if if James Harden doesn't come back next year, and if Norman Powell and Robert Covington and whatever, like, the expectations aren't going to be this the a championship. So I don't think people are going to be like, oh, I, this, like crushed if they lose in the second round next year. I'll just be like, ah, yeah. No. Although I can kind of talk myself into like a Joel Maxi. Maxi takes the step. Role players Nick Nurse. The East isn't that good. Like I'm already getting there. I'm already. Well, getting yeah. There. I mean, there's the, the thing is the thing the reason why I would do the Clippers trade is because you know the Clippers don't. I mean, they're, I don't know, they're so weird. But if you can just get, like, a collection of guys and then yeah. next year get a try to get a star in here, I mean, there's a path there. There's a path. Because yeah. the problem with the Sixers the last couple of years for me is that, like, they just didn't have the depth around those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they just had the, the stars, it's fine. But the NBA now, it's like, you got to have eight competent players. Yeah, I mean, look at the Celtics and the Nuggets. Like, they had deep rotations. Uh, but what you said, I, th- I think, is interesting and also maybe a good way to kind of bring this full circle. Like, you started this by saying it just sucks. It sucks for fans. It sucks to see this. It sucks if you want the Sixers to be good. And I think that's probably how Joel feels, ultimately. Do I think Joel wants to leave Philadelphia? No, I think Joel wants to stay in Philadelphia. I think he feels a genuine commitment to the franchise. I think he wants to win here. But I also think that like Sixers fans, he's probably close to just being fed up with this. Like he's fed up with waking up and seeing like all this drama going on that frankly, most of the times he has nothing to do with. Like the tweets aggravate me. And he said the thing about, you know, maybe I'll win somewhere else or whatever. But for the most part, 80% of the drama, if not 90% since Joel's been here, has not been because of Joel. Like he has handled himself well. He's played really well. And so I think Joel probably feels like a lot of fans feel right, right now, which is, like, A, mad, but also, like, I see all these people saying, well, I'm not going to watch Sixers games and blah, blah, blah. Like, let's all be honest. We're going to follow the team. We're going to watch them. Joel's going to be here, and everyone's just going to be frustrated. And it just sucks where, to your point, like, the Eagles are starting up. Phillies are turning it around. 
The Union are the best team in the city. And we still have to deal with uh, all this Sixers stuff. So, but one thing we don't have to be upset about is shout out to Jack for coming on the pod. Very appreciative. Kyle is off ripping American Airlines in uh, Australia. Thankfully, he's made it there. It looks like he's having a great time. Uh, happy he made, he made it there. Very jealous. Very yes. jealous. But you were nice enough to come on. So for those that for some reason you're living under a rock and you don't know where to find Jack, obviously Jack Fritz on Twitter, but also High Hopes, the best pod, Phillies podcast in the game. Uh, and obviously on WIP all the time. So Jack, thank you so much for coming on, man. Of course. I, mean, I will text you in a few minutes, I'm sure. We will, when we will keep when talking about this all day. When there's big news, we're your guys. The basketball guys right here, me and Jack. I love, so, dude, um, again, I, I mentioned at the beginning, like, I love the Sixers. It's just like, this sucks, man. Like, it it's sucks. just, it's, they're not, they, they are ruining what is a good time in the city right now. Yes. <laughs> just what they do. Well, the good news is the Eagles practice tonight, so this will wipe, wipe this yes. all under the rug. But For sure. thanks again to everyone that's listening as well. We super appreciate it. I always say I appreciate everyone that listens, but especially the off-season pods this late. Uh, I just it means a lot to me. You guys take the chance, take the time out of your day to listen to the pod. So until next time, or until more breaking news comes, uh, this has been Clap Your Hands, brought to you by Odyssey Sports. Make sure you download that app, get all the episodes first. And Jack, uh, I'll talk to you in a little bit, man. See you, buddy.